0: Welcome everyone, I'm Kevin Miller and this is The Ziggler Show, inspired by the grandfather of inspiration, himself, Zig Ziggler. Our focus here is you and your personal development. The way to have more tomorrow is to become more today. So we bring you the best of today's world influencers and their messages and discover how we can all apply, actually apply, new and classic methodologies of personal growth to our lives. In this episode, why you want to market to qualified people. So do you have a product or service? Most of the people in the Ziegler audience do or they would like to. Well, are you good at selling it? Between those two things is marketing, getting interested parties in front of you and key in on the word interested. Most of today's or much of today's marketing casts a really broad blanket out into the digital world and hopes to find the right people. Well, Zig Ziglar referred to that as pursuing suspects, people you don't know. They don't know you. You have no idea if they're relevant for your product or want it. He was fond of prospecting, where you pursue people you know are interested in what you have to offer and have the ability to get it, based on three measurements, whereas uh, Tom Ziegler talks about, and prospecting says, qualified people. Well, in the show, we listened to a four-minute message from Zig on prospecting, where he talks about these measurements that you want to look at, and from it, I asked this question to the Z- Ziegler audience, what type of marketing works best for your business? Well, tons of responses. And I had Tom Ziegler come on we talked through a bunch of them and really bring you a great crash course in what you can be doing to appropriately prospect and get more of the right people in front of you to market and sell to. Well, Tom and I will bring you these great comments and our responses right after I share some great products and services that we've curated for you.
1: The consensus among the outstanding salespeople and sales trainers is almost unanimous. Prospecting is the most important key to sales success. Well, what is a prospect? A prospect is an individual or group capable of making the decision on the product or service the salesperson is selling. There is obviously a difference between a prospect and a suspect. A suspect is a name that Could be a prospect. So the name any name offers hope. But unless that hope has a solid foundation, then we only have a suspect. A prospect has a need for the product, a possible desire to own that product, and the financial capacity to implement that decision. You spend time with suspect. You invest time with prospects. So the question becomes: when do people prospect? The answer is all the time. Prospecting is not an eight-to-five job. Prospecting, when done graciously, can be done in virtually any environment, including social situations, on an airplane, in an airport, at a luncheon, a club meeting, or wherever people are present. Once again, the best-paying hard work in the world is selling, and the poorest-paying easy work in the world is selling. Our chosen field is not an industry that allows us to coast. When you get in the business of professional selling, or more importantly, when the business gets in you, you will discover that prospecting is not a chore. It is truly an exciting opportunity for success. My friend Cabot Robert has a little phrase, you got to circulate before you can percolate. How true it is. There's no denying the fact that activity in the world of sales is critical. You do need to be making contacts and calls. The alert salesperson is constantly in the state of awareness, with eyes and ears open for business. In the minds of most people, COD stands for cash on delivery. But in the world of prospecting, COD has an entirely different meaning. The C stands for communication. This means that every time you communicate with anybody who remotely resembles a prospect or one who might know a prospect, in some way you communicate the business you're in and your interest in sharing the excitement of what you have to offer with the prospect. The O stands for observation. You watch and listen to what's going on around you, whether it's in an elevator, on a bus, in a crowded store, at a club, or social gathering. The D stands for dedication. You need to be dedicated to the concept of making the contacts and getting those references. Now, let's do a more detailed analysis on COD and see what we can learn about finding more prospects. One of the keys in prospecting is to always remember that the person with whom you've already established a relationship is probably your best prospect for additional goods, products, or services. If you represent a company which has an extensive line of products, or if they've come out with new items, you certainly want to offer them to your customers. You've already covered the basic obstacles in the sales process. You've built a relationship. Develop confidence and rapport. Establish the fact that you're a person who can be trusted and convince the prospect that what you offer has value. Under these circumstances, it's natural that these customers are your best prospects to sell additional items.
0: Okay, so everybody just heard the message, uh, Tom, from your father, Zig Ziglar, on prospecting. And he may, he, he clarified that, you know, suspects over here, that's where you throw the net out to everybody prospects or people over here who have uh clarif- you know, there's, there's some clarification that they are, they want your product, um, that they are viable for your product. So the question I posted and folks, you can go look at this on Facebook. So I, I post a question every week. I get lots of responses. I posted this question for those of you who have a product or service to offer, who is your target prospect and where do you find them? Uh, I got a record number of replies on the low side. I got one, one reply. I'm like is something wrong with Facebook? Does what? what the deal? And I thought I'm, I, I guess the it's just a question that people didn't understand or or whatnot. So I changed it to what type of marketing works best for your business, and got sixty replies. Um, so it sounds like marketing is a term we all know. Prospect and prospecting. I wonder it's falling off the wayside. And honestly, Tom, when I heard the message, when I was, you know, vetting and listening to the message and I know prospecting, but I can't tell you the last time I heard anybody say it. it is 30 years ago. Maybe I know it. I am I'm old enough uh, to have heard that from the masters of sales, but have we, have we lost the terminology?
2: I think that is uh, a symptom of our social media culture. Okay. I mean, think about it when, when most people think about prospecting, they think about, you know, going up to a stranger and saying, Hey, Kevin, can I show you something? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. It's kind of that face to face, you know, a little, like I could get personally rejected. Whereas marketing is a lot of times it's just to the masses. It's just, throw it out there. Hey, you know, anybody ever drink water? (laughs) And then if somebody says, yeah, I do, you know, then it's like, okay, well that's marketing versus prospecting is more intense. I remember when I was new in sales, I took this class. It was a three-day class and they, they had this formula and they said uh, they did all this research, all this study and they came up with the formula of what do the top 5% earners in any industry in sales what do they do that's different than everybody else and it's the same thing it doesn't matter what industry you're in and here it is they make more presentations to qualified prospects okay that that's it and so what's a presentation it's an introduction. It's building relationship. It's understanding what they're looking for. It's answering objections. It's offering your product, service, or solution. Um, you know, it, and it's that's the whole thing. So you you don't make a lot of money if you skip any of those steps. But the big one was they only make these presentations to qualified prospects. Yeah. And so, what's a qualified prospect? Well, I went over it in the recording, but it's somebody who has an interest. They have the capacity to make the investment, and they have the authority to make the investment. So they need it. They have the or want. They need it or want it. That's one. They are authorized to make the decision. That's two, and they have the ability to make the investment. That's three. So that's a qualified prospect. And there you go. And that is a huge deal, man. Am I?
0: I I'll never forget because people generally know me who I associate with and they know kind of what I'm about. And I had a guy who said, man, I really want to pick your brain on a business idea, got me to lunch and pitched me on an investment. And I was so disappointed in the guy. He wasted an hour of his time and an hour of mine because he never qualified me. He just knew, you know, who I was and business guy and, and whatever, and just made the assumption that, Hey, this is good for anyone, or maybe assume that I had the money to invest or whatever, but didn't vet me at all to realize that I don't invest that direction. I'm more of a real estate guy. I just don't. And if he had asked me, I said, man, I, it's great, you know, concept, but I'm not interested. I'm just not, I'm not interested in, in that uh, direction. I'm going to, I have a different direction that I've chosen and I would have respected him and he could have saved his time. Man, he didn't qualify me. So I love that, that they pitched two more qualified. So here, so let's dive into some of the, the uh, responses here and talk about it from that angle. So first response was uh, Derek Olson here. He says, organic search, email marketing, and affiliate partnerships. And I ask him, what's his product? He says, I work with my wife, Carrie. She is a voice actor and I help her market and sell her voice acting classes. First off, that's really unique. I like that. you know, organic searching, email marketing. Obviously, if you're email marketing, hopefully you're only emailing to people whose email address you've accumulated from a an interest that you know that they have. But affiliate partnerships too. And Tom, I've been talking to some folks about doing more of that. But it is absolutely vetting. Yeah, I got this great product over here, and I have to say, is that relevant for our art audience? Uh, of course, because if it's not, we're wasting everybody's. Time. I know you do a lot in the affiliate world. I think I think generally people do a good job of making sure they're not doing affiliate marketing to the wrong audience.
2: Yeah, the list and the interest of the audience needs to be similar. Um, the the one place that's a little bit different is if you get a a guy like a Tim Ferriss who uh, his his endorsement to gold. So yeah, when he, when he recommends a product or service even though you might not associate it with him, it's like that's, you know, that that drives a lot of traffic. just Because um, he's got the reputation that if he doesn't like or doesn't see a benefit, he's not going to promote it. Yeah. Right? And so that's how affiliate can be very powerful. And so some people are affiliates for everything, and that dilutes your influence. It dilutes the quality of lead that you get in. I know one of the things that we do is – uh, for our coaching and things like that we like to have a strategy session with them before they say yes and it's important for us to know how qualified are they you know are they really interested in it or not because if they're not then we're both investing a lot of time and nothing's going to happen out of it yeah
0: all right well here's one that's right up your alley Tom Thomas uh, Zelensky, he says, uh I've got an idea that just came to me yesterday and I know I actually know who this guy is he's he's really searching for a direction. He says I want to be a life coach. I have a degree in uh IO psychology. What is that? Any idea?
2: Oh, you should have asked me earlier. I'll look it up while we're talking. <laughs> okay.
0: Look up what IO psychology is. I don't know. He says so, so I'm going to go for it. What's the worst that could happen? No clientele question mark? And of course the answer is absolutely there's that, that's the worst that can happen. No clientele. So let's talk about (laughs) coaching for a second here. Uh, because man, uh, coaching is, is something, there's so much opportunity. It's like weight loss, man. There's such a demand There's so much opportunity. And there are so many people who have great ability, great counsel, great guidance. They could be a great coach like you Thomas, might be able to. However, the issue with being a coach is you are selling yourself. When Zig Ziglar was selling pots and pans, of course he's, he has to get people's trust and whatnot. But the focal point is the pots and pans to some, you know to a decent degree. When you are a coach, it is 100% you, and that's why there's so much need for coaching of coaches. And can I lob that at you, Tom, since you're, yeah, take that away.
2: You bet. So IO stands for industrial organizational. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So he's got some education there uh, and some background, you know, great coaches. um, They usually come out of a, out of a background where they're an expert. Now this is what, what we found is there's two challenges in building a coaching business one is getting leads. And that is to me that that that's just work. I mean, that is learning the system, understanding what you've got to do. And you get somebody who's interested in whatever you're doing and you bring them in. But the hard part is converting them. Mm-hmm. And so what we've done, and the reason that, you know, Kevin's throwing this lob over is we just started the choose to win coaching system where we actually teach the people who come into our coaching program, one-on-one coaches, a enrollment process. It's a step-by-step question process to where you are getting clarity on the table, the person who's interested in what we do to see if they're a good fit for us. They self-discover, Hey, I want to be a part of Ziegler. And then we're asking the questions And learning, hey, they're a good fit for Ziggler. And so if you're a coach and you're enrolling somebody to do coaching with them, this is an awesome process that you need to know. And so part of our system is we will actually work with the coach. If they bring a lead, we'll do some enrollment sessions with them and whoever their prospect is to actually model how to sign somebody up, how to enroll somebody in coaching. And when you do it right, they're like excited to be, you know, finally, I found a home where somebody's going to coach and and help me grow. That's the way that relationship should be. And the challenge is, is where do you, you know, is there like coaching school you can go to to do that? It's you know, it's a hard thing to find. That's that's the big thing that we found in ours. And that's why we've decided to offer that and really provide that support as part of our system. And it really is the reason you do that. Uh, it's, it's for your prospects best interest, right? The last thing in the world you want is somebody who's not a fit. Well, actually, you know, there's two things you don't want somebody who's not a fit and the perfect prospect who slips through your fingers and, and then continues to struggle in life because they didn't engage with you. I mean, that's, that's something I can't live with either. So You know, you don't you don't win everybody, but if they're a great fit and you do the right process, you can get somebody on the path to changing their life right away. And a lot of this, Kevin, is mindset. So let's talk about prospecting mindset. If your mindset is I got to sell somebody something, you've got fear of rejection. Will I offend them? Will they like what I have to offer? That's the wrong mindset. The mindset is, oh, wow golly, here's somebody who's looking for a solution. I want to serve them to find out what's the best fit. Maybe I am the fit. Maybe I know somebody who's a better fit. Mm -hmm. And if you go in with that mindset, the fear of rejection's gone and their needs are on the top, right? They're on the table right out in front. And then it's a discovery process for both of you. Hey, it is a fit.
0: Yeah. And I want to reiterate that, that I had to learn that and learn that if I've got, you know, four people that I can possibly sell prospects, and I'm focused on those four sales that so often it would happen where I'd find somebody. And if I'm being honest, having integrity in the sale and, and realizing, man, they don't need that. And I tell them that. Two, two things would, would invariably happen. One, they would try to talk me into them buying it. One, uh, would often happen. Or two, they would be so grateful that they would, you know, uh, uh, have so much appreciation for that. I would get referrals from them. That could result into three sales. But yeah, exactly, Tom. That 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 aspect of sales, and that's, you know, doing sales uh, correctly. Well, so you just mentioned that, and folks, you're gonna hear the you'll hear the ad in in one of our beginning ads or the middle. I can't remember which it is in this show, but Ziggler.com slash coaching systems. That's where you can find this new offering that Tom is spearheading Ziegler.com slash coaching systems. I can't reiterate it enough. If you are a coach or you want to be a coach, please go check it out. Um, because that's the tragedy is people who can give great coaching, but they can't get prospects in front of them to sell it to, or they do. And like you said, Tom, they aren't adept enough at sales to help that person overcome the, the real and the perceived obstacles that they have that could keep them from getting what they need. All right. Um, Olivia, uh, she says, I post on Facebook groups and referrals. And you're going to hear the, the referrals come up a lot. And we can talk about that. Uh, the posting on the Facebook groups or social media, I have seen people really succeed with that, Tom, where they go into a group that is that they know that there's a need. You know, they know there's a need. There's a, uh, you know, if it's a group, if if you're selling surfboards, there's a surfing group. So, of course, go in there. However, most of those groups these days, I was just in one recently, and right at the top in the banner said, no, you know, solicitations, no posting your URL, no whatever. Um, now it happened, but it was from people who were doing it. It was allowed people who were doing it well, and they were in there serving. So that was the big, that's always been the big push. You go in there and you serve, you serve and give the best knowledge, the best back to coaching, the best information, the best, uh, help you can give in any way to everybody for a long time. Uh, and then let somebody ask, my gosh, you know, a lot, what do you do? And, And then answer them with the, you know, the offer. But that right there, what is the old, what is the, you, you probably know it, Tom, there's, you know, I'm sure there's different numbers at it, but where, you know, in, in marketing like this, there's so many gives, give this many times before the ask. And I've heard
2: different, you know, numbers around it. Five to one, is that a good average? It's somewhere between five to one and seven to one. Right. Um, I know I, I've been taught on LinkedIn that Same thing. That's, you know, in the business to business space, going in, joining groups and serving those groups and just providing uh, information and knowledge. Will really get your credibility up. And then when you post an article or something like that, then the people who are following you because you give good advice, uh, then they jump in and that's, you know, that's serving first. Yeah. Where have we heard that from before? Sir first. For, uh,
0: some guys like Zig
2: or something like that. It was an yeah. odd name.
0: You're listening to The Ziegler Show, and I thank you for helping us as we eclipse 40 million downloads. I trust that the message right here that you've heard on serving ahead of selling will will serve you incredibly well in your efforts. Next, we're going to talk about or read through a comment about the power of storytelling as the lead for any promotion you do. And it's a big deal in today's overcrowded marketplace. You're really going to want to hear this. So we'll dive right back in after I share some great products and services we think will be of value to you. Well, and I'll tell you another one on that. I have led some groups and I've had people come in and obviously, yeah, if they're just selling, uh, you can boot them out. Um, but I've had some come in with kind of this concept, but they're just a know-it-all. They got an answer for everybody. That's not always best either. It's the ones that come in, give what they can, but then refer back to the leader. And I've had them do that. Well, I think it's this, but man, Kevin had a really great message on it over here. Here's a link to it, or uh, or Kevin mentioned something over here, and he's serving me plus feeding my ego. Okay, admittedly, and I think man, this this person's a rock star. I end up reaching out to them, and I don't know how many times I've ended up hiring someone like that, or referring them, or having them as a guest, or or, or whatnot. So again, that what was that? Quote. There's some other guy that said something about uh, you can have everything, everything, everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. There's something along those lines. Something along. That's a good quote. That's a good quote. We should we should use that. All right. Um, storytelling and word of mouth marketing. Uh, this is from Tony Cooper and she has a uh, training business and she says she uses and I asked her storytelling to whom she says, I use story brand marketing. Now I'm assuming that's right from the heart of Donald Miller. Um, folks, he, and he's got a book story brand, Donald Miller. We're big fans. Um, so she says, I use story brand marketing, which is word of mouth marketing. All our thank you cards and emails tell a story versus a simple thank you based on what type of training I'm doing with the company. We tell a story of what we were doing. I found that it's been a great way to build my business and reputation. It's how I received a long-term training contract with home Depot. Someone showed them our follow-up process of telling stories to teach Tom, that, that message we keep hearing over and over. I mean, how many, you know, uh, commercials, even on TV, do they bring you in and try to give you a short story? I mean, they're doing it so well today. I don't think many people in the marketplace are doing it that well. I struggle with it. I'm a bullet point guy. I love bullet points. They're my favorite. That does not sell in today's
2: world. It's so this is, this one's a hard area uh, for me. I don't know what you're finding out there. Well, Tony's dynamite. She's one of our certified trainers. Uh, she's up in uh Michigan area and she, she just does a fantastic job. You know, there was a well-known speaker named Zig Ziglar and everything mm-hmm. that he taught was in a story. And what Tony's talking about is, you know, you can do bullet points, you can do a quick thank you. And people will go, ah, that was nice. They sent a thank you. But if you send a story, that encompasses a reinforcement of what you're doing, especially if you're in the education and. Then they remember it because you got to remember going into it. 70, 80, 90% of the people are too busy anyway to look at it. Hmm. Right. And so people who are bullet point oriented, we look at long posts and we're like, Oh, I don't have time for that. Right. But you probably don't have time for a short post either. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah. So the idea is where's the uptake? What do you remember? What do you learn? And then once your reputation grows, it's far more likely that people are going to keep, you know, that they're going to read more and more of it. So hats off. And that's that's a that's an you know what? That's one of those strategies that's easy to do and easy not to do. Hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. so here is a. Oh, well, come on. I'm gonna, I'm not going to miss the shameless promotion here either though. T- so Tony, you said is a uh, Le- legacy certified um, folks. If you go to Ziggler.com I didn't mean to make this all Ziggler ad, but that's fine. It's our show. We can do what we want. Uh, and check out when the next Ziggler legacy certification for this show, when it comes out, uh, which is going to be October, 2019, the next one is November 11- 13th, 13. Okay. So you can go check out ZLC Ziggler legacy certification. Um, here is one Kalia. She says, word of mouth, friend and family referrals. She says, I have a dental practice. We polled our patients and it was about 75% referrals from friends, families, or specialists. Can we talk about referrals for a minute, Tom? Yes, that's, that's a big one. So I was schooled on this a long, long time ago. Here's, here's my soapbox on referrals. We all logically, I think expect if we do a good job, if we take care of people, if we help them get what they want, la Zig Ziglar, uh, that they will help us get what we want and they will tell other people and they will give referrals. It does, it doesn't happen enough. And I was taught to ask, ask for the referral, Uh, even given a a pitch for a a company I was a part of back then that said, look, um, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, you're going to get world-class service here. You're going to, uh, you're going to experience something like you've never received before, but that's because all of our effort, all of our energy is focused on you, not on going out and trying to sell a bunch of strangers. You're not going to see billboard ads and ads in the paper and yada, yada, all this stuff. You're going to see us spending all our time and money on you. That makes us, however, dependent on you. And we do need your referrals. And it was kind of the counter of generally we're so, Uh, we're so used to going out and telling everybody how successful we are. Hey, we did this many sales or we're doing this great. And what it somewhat tells everybody is, man, you're doing great. You don't really need any help. And coming down off that with a little humility, but, but, uh, you know, uh, stating we are going to take care of you, which you got to stand behind. We need your referrals. Matter of fact, right now, while you're buying this product or buying this service, you're thinking about it a lot. You probably know some people right now you've talked to this about. We'd love to get in contact with them, but we need your referral. That simple thing, uh, I was part of a, of a company and we quadrupled the repeat and referral business in a two-year period of time um, in an industry that doesn't have a, a real quick turnover either. So, man, that that's, so that's, my, that's my pitch, uh, Tom, is we... We got to ask. It's not enough generally to do a great job because to some degree, that's what people expect. They expect a great job. So if you do that, they're thrilled, but they don't often take the effort. And there is the, you know, the ethical bribe, which is, uh, gets good and bad reviews on the ethical bribe. Saying, look, if you'll leave us a review, if you will give us a testimony, if you refer, we will do X, Y, Z. And that sometimes it's been used poorly. I think it, I think it helps. Uh, personally, I'm a fan because I'm one of those people who, man, I, I, I'd, I'd give you a good referral. I'm not often going to take the time to go give an Amazon review to go give a Yelp review, to give a testimonial,
2: to think about, gosh, who could I refer? Tom thoughts. Yeah, so let me – I'll just teach a system that we teach uh, to our small business owners that we work with. You're just waiting for me
0: to shut up so you could do that, aren't you? No. You had it all uh, planned out and structured. I was just riffing. Okay, go
2: ahead. Yeah, so uh, Callie, uh, dentist. Okay, so check check this out. I love what you're doing. Uh, Your hygienist is cleaning somebody's teeth, so it's a brand-new customer they've come in. So the hygienist just says, hey, how are you doing? Great. I want to do this. My goal is to, to give you five-star service. So if any point I'm missing something, I'm not being attentive. You let me know because we work on referrals and I want you to feel good about referring. I want to earn that. And then in the conversation say, Hey, how would you like to get your, your teeth cleaned uh, for free in the future? Oh really? What's that about? Well, any referral that comes in, uh, whatever that tra- you know, whatever that uh, piece of business is, we give you ten percent back. You can use it however you want. We'll even write you a check for it. And then at the end, hey, did I give five star? Would you mind referring out? Okay. So here's the interesting thing: if you talk to most business owners and they spend dollars on marketing, let's just say, Facebook ad, newspaper ad, radio ad. How many, you know, if they spend a hundred dollars on marketing, how much business do they expect to get back? Yeah. It's usually four to one, five to one. So if I spend a hundred dollars, I need to get a five hundred dollar piece of business back because I've got cost of goods, I've got overhead, I've got everything else. Well, if you're paying your referrals, whoever sent that referral in ten percent, that's a ten to one return. And people love it. I mean, it's such a simple, simple thing. And so what we teach is you set the expectation on the front end. Hey, I'm going to create a five-star experience. Hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. And then if I deliver on that, and I'll ask you if I did, would you feel comfortable referring? And by the way, when you do refer us, however that is, we give you 10% back of whatever they spend on their first visit. I mean, it's just, and so you take the pressure off. It's not like at the end you, you pop the question on them. Hey, can I get a referral? No, it's just built in. Hey, this is a word of mouth business and we live and exist and we're able to keep our rates low because we don't have to spend a lot of money on marketing. It's because we like doing business with people like you. Here's a secret to referrals. They refer people just like them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I would rather work with a business that gives five-star service and experience, pay a little bit more, but, but have complete peace of mind. And that business wants me to come there because guess who I'm going to refer the same type of people. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. Master coaching session right here on the show worth the price of admission. I, I mean, referrals. I mean, we, we all, we should know they, they are the most profitable, uh business or, or, or prospect we can be in front of client we can we can have going to your people you've already done business with who should already you you should have established trust you have credibility and going to them man that is uh, that is the place to go but you got to you got to ask and yeah have it, it, just what you said, Tom, having a system is the most beneficial thing you can have with referrals because we all sit around thinking we should be getting them because we're doing such a great job. People, I, I bet it's worse today than ever. I mean, people are just busy. I know I am, Tom.
2: I'm so bad about it sometimes. Right. Um, so let's just, let's just echo what you just said. Okay. You know, Tony Cooper talked about um, story brand and telling a story. Mm-hmm. So you're the dental hygienist, and you've got a new patient that comes in. They give you five-star service. And then four days later, an, uh, a thank you card goes in the mail. And, you know, what if, what if you had a picture of them in your office on the thank you card? Mm -hmm. So now it's personalized and, and you just say, Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for, you know, giving us, uh, you know, letting us know that we gave you five star service, then tell a little story about, you know, that echoes that thing. And then say, Hey, don't forget, we'd love a referral from you. And that way you can get your next cleaning free. There you go. So you just combine it all. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a huge. I mean, they, literally, this that that bit on referrals, folks, is is one of the most beneficial things you're gonna hear in this show. Well, here's Kim Duncan. She says, "I'm a virtual bookkeeper. I started in July, my which is uh, this recording just a few months ago. My first client was referred to me by a friend. I'm still trying to figure out my best marketing. And interestingly, just by participating here in the show, uh, it was followed by a guy, uh, Michael, who says, "Hey, I'm in real estate." I had to do some real estate out of out of state. I could use some uh bookkeeping. Will you private message me? And they did. So maybe she just got a client right there out of just showing up and being involved. Um I'll I'll tell you, I mean, we you know, let's talk about prospecting, but when we talk, come back to where you started talking, uh Tom, about qualifying, one of being in front of a qualified person. One of my favorite aspects right here, she's a virtual bookkeeper. I would say, even if you could say, I guess I can bookkeep for anybody. It's numbers. Granted, you will do the best thing you can for yourself and, and everyone else. If you pick a niche or two, Tommy, you probably heard that. There's people who do bookkeeping. I want to, I want a bookkeeper who knows, uh, podcasting. How's that? And you think, well, what's, why is bookkeeping different with podcasting? It's probably not, but that's going to, Pull me into them, other than them just being another vanilla bookkeeper out there in the grand scheme of things.
2: Yep, I love it. You know the what was the movie anyway years ago? The the there was a line in the movie that said, "Aim small, miss small." Hmm. Hmm. So, what's the bullseye of your target, and narrow your, your niche as much as possible, just to that, and then grow out from there. Uh, so, yeah. I I'll, I'll, I love that advice.
0: Uh, and Christopher Lockett, who we interviewed on the show, it's been a while, uh, with his book play bigger, he has a new book now called niche down and it's on that, but man, that's I, I Kim, I would start there even just with where you're going after. And then if you decide, I mean, we just had uh, who was that, um, uh, who with the uh, Cali with the dental services, I mean, there are so many dental, I don't know what's with dental. It seems like there's dental, uh, experts everywhere in different areas. That's a great one. I do bookkeeping for dentists. And if you know that industry, so what do you know, Kim, I'd, I'd gear towards a certain direction. Um, here's Jonathan Thomas referrals from clients. I do freelance digital marketing. Tom Schwab, who I know responded right after that. He said referrals are timeless. 70% of our clients come through referrals, podcast hosts, hosts PR and marketing agencies, publishers, and clients but I'll tell you guys like Tom they're out asking for it they are and you've got to you just got to be willing to do that I mean what's the worst thing that can happen somebody says they won't say no I don't like you hopefully you wouldn't ask them <laughs> but they'll say I just yeah I don't know anybody right now okay that's that's fine but stay in top of mind and asking for it uh Robin I am an Arbon independent consultant. You know, we had a uh, Mary Kay, uh, was one we had up there before. I didn't mention what business the lady was in, but so here's another, uh, uh similar industry Arbon, independent consultant have built a strong business by sharing my own success story back on story and helping others with their success I lost 22 pounds through our nutrition program we've kept it off for well over three years people ask and I love to share I find podcasts like yours provide the inspiration and confidence I need to share even with a complete stranger if we listen carefully people will let us know what they need I mean to some degree Tom we're, we're back we're just into sales Overall, and I know you just gave us a, a bit of a tutorial on that, but this is prospecting is a part of sales. I mean, this is why uh, Secrets of Closing the Sales, one of the best-selling business books of all time. I don't know what the sales numbers still are, but it's amazing how often uh, the people that we have on the show here that was their that was their that was their teaching right there. Uh, this was what well, was Seth Godin. What does he say? He listened to it 72 times until he broke the cassette and had to buy another. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Something yeah. crazy. You know, I, I'm going to butcher the quote, but I think Gary Keller, who wrote the one thing, mm-hmm. said that their business, um, and they're like the largest real estate company in the world. They said they're not, he said, our business is really a leadership training and development company that just happens to operate in the residential real estate space. Mm. And Mary Kay, Arbonne, these the the people who are successful, that's the same thing. They're in, they're in personal development, leadership, relationship, business, uh, which if you build a relationship, you help somebody grow You're you know, that's your greatest billboard. Yeah. The, the product or service that you have that just solves a problem, but what makes you unique and different and the reason people stick around and, you know, their life is impacted is because of what you pour into them.
0: Well, let's, let's take a minute. We had somebody here, Stacy, she, she said referrals and networking. She's an interior design business. Uh, you know, networking is a term that we hear. I don't know if we hear it as much as we used to. I think when we say the word networking, people think of going to the chamber of commerce and, you know, and everybody's trying to pitch their stuff and people often criticize it just for that. I go there and it's just so everybody can try to sell each other. Uh, I mean, networking these days. Of course, you mentioned right off the bat social networks. We have, but that is such a going back to Zig's message. That's a suspect area. We're still talking about how do you go find? We're back to prospects, people who you know actually want what you are. They're in the market even, uh, and there. There's so many. Let, let's go back to some examples, Tom. Let's just candidly talk about. I had a guy. I had a, a um, client. He was in the financial services industry, and his focus was people investing their money, but investing in arenas that lined up with their morals, their faith even, as opposed to just investing where it's doing good and not knowing that you're supporting something that you wouldn't otherwise support. You are maybe making a good investment off of it, but it's over here in this fund or whatever. So that was it, and his question to me was, man, how do I get in front how do i go out there against all the other financial service people and try to you know stand above the crowd and i said let's don't let's just think about where your investor is and go get in front of them somewhere else so he's working with high-end clients i think at the time most of his clientele were people who had 300 grand or more to invest i said where are those people they're at the Porsche dealership or they're at the country club or at the high-end hotel or there, you know, so we're stereotyping a little bit. That doesn't all line up. Not all the millionaire millionaires next door are, are spending lots of money, but we can still find where those people are outside of just that industry. And so he was able to go over there and yeah, make a partnership with a, a, a car dealership and make a partnership with other pla- other places where he knew those are the type of people that are relevant for his service, as opposed to, again, just throwing everything out there. Uh, to the suspects. And I think that's why people get burnt out with networking, Tom. Uh, I mean, you've seen that happen a hundred times.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you've just got to be real quick. Uh, One of our uh, ZLCers, her name is Dusty Sternadel. She, she's, she's, she's from a little town called Wichita Falls about an hour and a half Mm -hmm. from, from Dallas. Uh, And she was thinking about how do I do networking? And so instead of joining everybody else's networking group, she created her own. And it's called Game Changers. And she, she, she uh, maximizes it by only allowing 12 people to come. Oh, wow. And she, and she does the same session every week for a month. So she'll teach for 20 minutes to the 12, and then she leads a mastermind with that 12. And she only invites people that she wants in the group. Yeah. So here's the genius of it: she's doing the same session once a week, every you know, every week. So she's only preparing one time because it's the same. And then the whole session's about the people in the room. It's not about her. A mastermind is a, is is really where the people in the room are pulling together to help each other. They automatically want to do business with each other. So what has she done? She's now the hub. She's now the place where people go to figure out, hey, how do I get this done? Yeah, right. And it started off with the serving mindset. Hey, how can I, how can I build something of value in my community to help them? And then, who would I want to uh, live my life with in the business world? So she put those two things together, and boom, she's rocking.
0: That is. That is incredible. Again, we're back to having an intentional, systematic, well, systematic system, can we say that? Yeah. Uh, That you do, which we just generally don't have. Okay, I'm going to do a couple couple more real quick here. I'm am going to combine them. Ralph McLellan, he says, "I'm in the property and casualty insurance business. It seems most people are focused more on writing new business, so the next sale, and don't pay much attention to existing business as it walks out the door. I market through existing clients and ask for referrals. Taking care of my existing customers keeps policies on the books. I just take care of people and build strong relationships." He actually keeps going, but I wanted to add another one to, or or combine another one. Brian Gross, he says, word of mouth and networking. My profession is an owner of insurance and financial services agency. I'm in an industry that can seem pretty commoditized. So I'm all about changing that. How through an unwavering desire to share my personal story with others. So they don't have to go through what I did in the midst of a family tragedy. Uh, And this is where he's in the finance insurance and experienced somebody who died. And there was not the insurance there to take care of everybody. But I want to come back to, you know, both of these guys, Ralph talks about just taking extra care of people. Brian says he's in an industry that's a commodity. I I feel like we look at most products and services these days, Tom, as commodities, because there's so many to choose from, especially with the internet, we can choose from a zillion providers and that just providing what we do, the, a great product, whatever the product is, a great product or a great service, providing that and doing a great job is still what people expect. I mean, we all hope to get great service, a great product. So if you do that, you're still just meeting my expectations to exceed those and, and I say that because I've seen some guys lately that I know actually in the financial services business realizing that, and they're saying, we have got to provide more. Why, why buy for me other than somebody else who may be able to do just as good of a job because there is somewhat of a plateau or it's somewhat of a commodity. And so they're really going into being involved with the person, understanding what their big picture is. And it all you know it comes back to like being a, an agent for the person, for their life. What do you helping them get what they want? What do they want? Big picture. What is the investment for? What do they want more money for? What do they want security for? And knowing what that is really get involved personally, which again, goes right back to Ziegler overall and selling. And it is a transference of feeling and it is caring. And that's what we're, do you care? Can we sum it up with that, Tom? Do you care enough to figure out who even needs your product?
2: Yep. And a couple of things here, Brian mentioned the go-giver uh, and he says, I must read. I absolutely 100% agree. Bob mm-hmm, Bird, mm-hmm. And it was a man, uh, David, Dave, I think it was his co They wrote it together. get unbelievable book, but here's, here's a quick, uh, quick little training tip. So Brian Flanagan, one of our speakers for 30 plus years, sales trainer extraordinaire, been calling on a customer doing business with this customer. Um, and I can't remember if he was telling the story or if he did it, but 15 years. So in the 15th year, at the end of their meeting, this is a good customer. He looks the customer in the eye and he says, is there anything I can do to help you reach your goals this year? And he said, it was like the customer stopped that everything went quiet. He turned around. He looked at him. He got a big grin. He started laughing. And Brian's like, what are you laughing at? And he said, we've been meeting for 15 years and this is the first time you've ever asked me how you can help me reach my goal. Wow. And I think whether you're selling life insurance, it doesn't matter when you, and you, when you're going, when you've got a customer, you've got that relationship and you've got a you know, you, you, you know, the add on sale, all those things are important. But when you are providing a solution, a product or a service that solves a problem for your customer, if you just add in that little thing, hey, how can I help you reach your goals this year? Right? That's a game changer. And it really goes beyond because now they have the freedom to say, you know, every time we meet, you only talk about this, but I've got this whole other area that I'm really struggling with. Do you know somebody? How does that relationship change? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Perfect example, Tom. I had my credit card, uh, credit card, fraud, uh, debit card actually about a year ago, I had to close the account, give us new debit cards. And of course, how many things do we have on automatic debit? That was one of them. Life insurance. Tom, I had no idea. I could not, I knew I had two policies. I couldn't remember who it was, how much uh, at the time, which is terrible. There's my financial acumen, but the the thing to me is that I have had no contact from these people, zero. I had to go back and figure out what was the name of the company, and what was the guy is he even still there, and it took so much of my time. Uh, how much I give a referral? I had no ability whatsoever, zero. Keep it in touch with your folks. Go in the extra distance. I did want to. You, you talked about Bob Berg, the go giver, folks. That if you haven't heard of it, that it literally is a business classic. It is one that again, the most uh, successful people that you will find, so many of them will cite that book. We interviewed Bob. I bet. I bet it was you and I who did it together, Tom. It was show three forty. This is show what seven twenty two. That was a while ago. We need to
2: have Bob on again. Okay,
0: that'd be yeah, great. Let's do it. That'd be great. Uh, but you can go check it, check out the show at 3:40. But I would really encourage you to go find the book uh, on Amazon or wherever. The Go The Go Giver. Well, folks, again, this is you know prospecting, get in front of the right people, and I hope this was a good uh, a good class on that. But go get Secrets of Closing the Sale. It is one of it, it, the most masterful classic books on sales there is. And if you want to get, is, is there another option with Ziegler for people who are specifically wanting resources on that, that they could
2: pick from Tom, you know, secrets of closing the sale, Ziegler on selling, mm-hmm. um, those all will go into referrals. If you're a small business owner, yeah. you know, we have the Ziegler business owner bootcamp. We do a whole section in there on marketing sales and referrals. Yeah.
0: And it it is, it's, I would, I would encourage you to check in on that folks, because I mean, sales, the core pillars of it are, are, they, they haven't changed. They're never going to change, but the delivery method, there are some aspects. We didn't have social media a long time ago. We didn't have some of the avenues that we have. So there are some places, but I still see people spending so much time and money, wasting so much time and money, just throwing these broad nets out to suspects, hoping somebody will find it. And then you hear these incredible success stories from people who are laser focused on prospects, on people that are a good fit. Uh, Tom, man, I always learn some. Thanks. Um, for the consulting session. I appreciate it. Just (laughs) invoice me. (coughs) All right. Thanks brother. It was fun. All right, man. All right, friends. So the question is, where are there qualified people you can get your product or service or self in front of well, here's the, you finding them going out now and searching and finding them and drastically increasing your marketing and sales success well coming up in show 723 how to know exactly what to say in the moment here's a quote the worst time to think about the thing you are going to say is in the moment you are saying it and that comes from phil m jones my guest in the show though we all know it's incredibly common to not Think at all when we speak. We just blurt out whatever we think. I mean, success comes from intentionality and training. As Zig Ziglar says, we're all in sales and selling is influence. And when it's done from love and is truly caring and connecting and serving someone, uh, it is a meaningful conversation and really listening. Uh, here, here's an analogy a speaker on stage with the most profound message ever is going to utterly fail the audience if they are not proficient in how to keep a crowd's attention and adeptly a point across. Likewise, in any conversation, you can utterly fail if you do not know some basic strategies of communication. And most people just go to conversations with hit or miss. Some people they connect with, some people they don't. They don't know why all the time. But the great news is you can always, almost always, succeed if you're aware and prepared. This show is going to help you do this. So Phil M. Jones, he's the author of Exactly What to Say. That's his book. And we also get into the message from his new book, Exactly When to Start. He is actually the author of five international best-selling books. He's done over 2,000 presentations in over 50 countries across five continents. He's just an incredibly quote-worthy individual. Some quips that I noted down included, change your words, change your world. Here's another one. If you do not know why you are doing it, then why are you doing it? And we talked there and got really in-depth on underlying motives. And we talked a good bit on sales tactics and i brought forth some specific ones from his book uh one was uh, here here, literally this is a lead-in I'm not sure if it's good for you, but dot, dot, dot. And he goes through really the brain science of why that breaks through to just about anyone. And you'll hear in the show, I literally edited a promotion of mine after getting this message from Phil. So really intriguing conversation. Till then, folks, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.